Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm Nikki. Welcome to Swipe Fat. Where dating's hard. But dating when you're fat is even harder. Hey, Nikki. (laughs) Hey, Alex. Why was this so awkward? We're entering October, so I was trying to be spooky. Spooky, spooky, spooky. I don't know if it was spooky. It was more like serial killer. Like, yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Hey, Nikki. Oh, I actually, I watched Wink. Oh, did you? Okay, what did you think? So I don't know if it's just, if you guys didn't listen to last week, we talked about a character. Um, and so just go back and listen to that before you listen to this part. Um, but so I don't know if it's because you told me about the storyline that you thought like that was happening of a plus size person being jealous because of a boy. That's not what I took from it. I like, I don't know if it was because you told me that. But I know I was, I'm. I mean, I don't know if I, if someone had told me like, oh, it's going to turn out that she's um, actually that she has like a secret and she wants to tell. Oh, oh no. I got the secret from, I got her flirting with the girl early on. Oh, I didn't. But also half the people in that show are bi. So mm-hmm. I don't think I, like I clocked it that she hadn't like come out. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So I like just took it more like, not that she was jealous you know, the jealous fat girl because of boys or relationships. I thought she was jealous of her cousin slash best friend, like coming in because of all the things that she had going on in her family life. Okay. Okay. And then that she was actually, and she's always been the protective one. So that's where I came from it. But I don't, I don't know if I would have thought that if you didn't tell me that. Yeah. I mean, part of me feels like I could have been projecting, but also I feel like it's always, and part of me is like it's always the fat girl who has to have like some sort of like insecurity and I know every person does Mm -hmm. and it shouldn't be weird but I feel like I'm just I want (laughs) it's like I want this perfect character you know like I yeah to not I don't know I know they all have issues yeah I actually but I thought her storyline was more interesting than some of them okay so the drop so the I don't I was like okay okay but I I really want to I want to know from somebody well I did hear from somebody I want to know from somebody else what they thought if they didn't listen to this up the two episodes (laughs) if that makes any sense I can ask my sister I don't think she's watched it yet okay yeah and I don't think she's listened to the podcast yet okay cool I can see if she has the same feelings. Yeah. But I don't know if someone who's straight size would pick up on it. Like probably not, you know? Yeah. Well, I think I'm just triggered by this stuff because mm -hmm. we watched all this stuff in movies and TV. And it's like, there's never been a character who just like is confident, isn't insecure about other straight size people's relationships or Mm -hmm. whatever. And I know that's not like half of what that was. Like, I I know I was like, later when she came out I was like oh okay well I read that wrong you know Mm -hmm. but um I think yeah part of it was me obviously projecting but I think another part of me was like okay but why did it have to be her that had that storyline you know what I mean yeah no that that too that makes sense like give it to someone else (laughs) but I know they're books so I'm sure they're written that way and um you know whatever Mm -hmm. so yeah well uh, to pivot, <laughs> I was We're on, pivoting hard. To pivot, I was on Tiki Talk per <laughs> usual, where I live, and uh, I 
saw this um, person, Ashley Marie Marie, um, who was talking about her anxious attachment style and how she is trying to date slowly. Um, or it was like kind of her journey of dating slowly because mm-hmm. she's still dating slowly um, with one person mm-hmm. and um, has become more of a secure attachment style from this slow dating. Um, and I sent it to you and I was like, I want to have her on the show because I just feel like she has some great nuggets to share from this dating slowly and going to therapy and this relationship she's had with, um, the engineer is what she calls him on TikTok. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm excited to have her on the show this week. Yeah. She's, I feel like it's going to be a great conversation just because that concept of dating slowly is so interesting especially in like the fast paced environment that we're all in. Yeah. And I think expectations that we have from actually being on TikTok and stuff, I think we're all like pressuring each other to do things at a pace that maybe we aren't comfortable Mm -hmm. with. Um, And we're kind of like, well, why aren't you there yet? Why aren't you there yet? Why aren't you guys doing this yet? And it's like, not everyone's on the same page. Yeah. Like we're all on our own journey. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's just jump right into it. Hey, Ashley Marie. Hi, how's it going? Good. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. I was really excited when you said you found me on TikTok. I was like, I shared my whole life on TikTok. So (laughs) um, that's nice that somebody cares. (laughs) How'd you start sharing on TikTok? I really started sharing for myself. Um, I was a way to kind of document what I was going through. And what I was going through was trying to slow down from making major mistakes with men and so I was like I'm going to teach myself how to date slowly and I'm going to document it and the original plan was to date multiple men at one time because people say that's like better yeah um but it ended up just being the engineer so (laughs) (laughs) how many dates did you go on before you found him no before I started dating so he was the first one I decided the first one one and only I decided I'm going to start dating slowly and I'm going to date him uh, slowly, but I'm also going to date other people. But I got distracted, hence the whole anxious attachment thing. Like, um, it's easy for me to get attached to somebody or to just like uh, laser focus in on like, but he ended up being, he ends up being a good guy. So it worked Mm -hmm. out, but yeah. I know. So that's like, I think I found you probably because I have an anxious attachment style. Yeah. So I think that's probably why you came up on my for you page. Um, but when I <laughs> when I saw you, I was like, I'm really intrigued by this like slow dating concept that I, I mean hard. Where did you first hear about it? Well, it sounds like I just created it the way you're saying it. Um <laughs> but I just decided, look, I I made a huge mistake of getting like $10,000 in debt with this hobo sexual who <laughs> asked me to be his girlfriend in one date and I, I got love bombed. So it, it started from this like huge red flag of a man. Um, and it took me like a year to recover. So like I, I didn't date anybody for a year after that guy because I was going to kill him. Um <laughs> Because $10,000 is a lot of money. That is a lot of money. 
but also just not blame him. Let's think about it. It's connected to the anxious attachment style. Because if I, once I get connected to somebody, if, you, if I say I'm your person, I take that like dead serious. Like I'm your person. But um, I didn't give him the opportunity to earn being my person. And I didn't evaluate whether he was a person that I should be linked up with. Um, and so we had a lot of communication. And then we had one date. Our first date was his mom's COVID wedding. There's like four people there. And then there's us. And he told me like before he met me, he's like, Do you believe in like love at first love before love before first sight? It was just a whole hot ass mess. Okay. Yeah. And so then I was like, he didn't have a place to live. He told me that he was planning on unaliving himself um after it was time for him to move out of his mom's house and that he didn't plan for another place to live because a person that's unalive doesn't have to live. Okay, but by this time he was like, you're my reason for living. And I don't, you know, I never knew I'd have somebody like you in my life. And and I am a great catch, so he wasn't saying anything wrong. <laughs> I just didn't give him a chance to show me if he was the kind of fish I was trying to catch. Right. So it wasn't wow. all his fault. I just learned a lot of lessons. I was like, okay, we cannot, we cannot do this again. So my I mouth. agreed to sign a lease for him. What was it? I took co-sign on a lease for him. And then I had to pay the rent because I didn't want my credit um, messed up. Yeah. And he, like, wouldn't pay his rent. And then he's sad all the time. And he's, you know, a weed head and depressed. And, and and depression is, I'm depressed, but I pay my bills. Like, yeah, right. And, yeah. and before him, I, um, I had a husband who passed away. And so I just, I think from that uh, abrupt loss, I was kind of always craving the love and care that I had with my late husband because he's a great, he's a great partner. Um, so when you have something and you don't have it anymore, I think it's a natural instinct to want it. Mm-hmm. So I was craving that. And yeah. I relate to that so much because I think um, my mom passed away and that was like super abrupt for me. And I think I was always trying to re- like replace that person, you know? And I think so much of my anxious attachment comes from, like feeling abandoned, you know, and then, yeah, right. So I totally understand where you're coming from. And it's like, I pick so many bad people after that too. Cause you're trying to fit like, you don't a, mean to. You're just no, to... you don't know. You just want to find someone who like loves you. Um, or you, yeah. think, you think loves you, but mm-hmm. you're right. It's sort of like, I mean, like people would tell me that they were like super into me or something. And I'd be like, Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> So yeah, I get, yeah, I totally get that. I had to take it slow after that, ladies. I was like, okay, we got to slow down because I really, I experienced a lot of anger after being used in that way. I'm not an angry person. It it enraged me. And for months I was enraged. So I was like, I cannot carry this. Um, so, So how do we, how do we prevent this from happening again? Maybe we just kind of date slowly. We take it very slow. <laughs> what does the slow dating entail? Like, how did you intentionally take it slow, I guess? Yeah, no. So how I intentionally dating dating slow was to really do a lot of internal um, dialogue with myself. So when I meet somebody, typically I'm excited about thinking about the prospects of what they, what could happen, mm-hmm. Um I'm thinking about our similarities and I'm linking those together. I'm trying to find anything to attach myself to that we have in common or that like heightens my soul. And so with the dating solely, 
I, it wasn't to stop those things from happening. It was to evaluate when those things happen. Like, let's look at this. Let's, let's evaluate this and let's accept it, but let's not make any major decisions off of it. Mm. I think another thing too was I wouldn't have made it through this whole dating thing without my therapist. So at the time I was going to therapy every week, um, just because obviously I've unloaded a lot of stuff going on, you know? Um, but I'm telling her like, okay, it's the three month mark. Like I'm freaking out. Like we have really good chemistry. We have, we see each other every week. We prioritize each other, um, you know, and, and having the space to go off the rails with my anxiousness and having somebody who will honestly tell me like, Hey Marie, you're tripping, like stop. Or like, okay, I hear you on that. Maybe it's okay to go a little bit further down that. Like, let's ask some questions. So having a person um, who I could like unload and share what I was experiencing so that I wouldn't do that to the person that I'm trying to date slowly. Because I can't make you accountable, emotionally accountable for me. And that's another thing that I think anxious attached people do sometimes unintentionally. Uh, Can you expand on that a little bit? Like the emotional... Yeah. So what my rule of thumb is whenever I'm experiencing a lot of anxiousness um, is I evaluate, is this a me problem or is this a we problem? If I determine it's a we thing, it's something that I can't work through without you. Um, And it's something that after a couple of days of sitting with it, I still have an issue that I need to address with you. So I don't take anything to my partner until I evaluate whether it's a me thing or a we thing. I like that. I do it for work. Like, is it a me problem or a them problem? Like if I see something, I was like, well, anybody else notice what I'm noticing, but I've never thought about it in it. Like an actual relationship sense of like, is it a me problem or a we problem? Wow. Yeah. And I think uh, naturally you want somebody to kind of like care for you. And a lot of times we think that our partner is the one that's supposed to care for us. But I think the question you need to, I've chosen to ask is, did I take a tip to care for me first before I put that responsibility on him mm. or for our, you know, listeners who, you know, date other people for your person? Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes it's no. Sometimes it's no. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you can love somebody, but you really just got you are the only that has you. Um, and I think I learned that with loving somebody who was, you know, one of my soulmates and then just dies, drops off the face. like love me he couldn't not that um and at the end of the day I still had to I still have to be responsible for me and and the pieces of my life I have to figure out what I'm gonna do with them man I do that all the time I'm sort of like why haven't you figured out um how why I'm upset instead of like communicating it you know like I would do that a lot like you should just know why I'm upset and that's not realistic yeah it's not realistic and it's detrimental. It's a reckless, it's reckless. Like you don't mm-hmm. have to be, you don't have, it's causing unnecessary friction. Mm-hmm. I think, but it's different because we don't mind facing friction in a relationship. We do mind having friction within ourselves though. So like you would have had less friction if you just talked to yourself and, and gave yourself a pep talk to say like, okay, I'm going to speak up and say, this is what I need. Instead, you aren't accountable for yourself, and then you wait for the other person. And so now you make the issue about y'all don't even get to the point. We don't even get to the issue at that point, right? <laughs> so yeah, 
Um, it's hard, but and I, and I think it's easier to do because it's hard to be vulnerable, especially when you have an anxious attachment style. It's hard to be vulnerable um, because you don't expect for people to be there for you long term. Yeah. So, or you don't expect your need to be met. So even if you are a great communicator, it does take a lot of discipline to share what you need. And that's one of those of thumbs that um, me and the engineer have in our relationship. And uh, he called me last week and he had something he wanted to share. And I knew it was an issue when he called because he doesn't really call me. So he called and he's like, um, I'm like, um, and he's like, okay, I need to say what I need. We said that in this relationship, we're going to say what we need. Like he's talking to himself. And so that is a rule of thumb for us because we, neither one of us like asking uh, the other person for what we need because we're not used to anybody like really being there. For me, my late husband passed. So I've been responsible for me. And even before, you know, I'm a pretty independent person. So having somebody being, being vulnerable and asking for what you need and then hoping that the other person gives it to you, like trusting that they'll give it to you or they'll deliver to the best of their ability is difficult. It's like almost scarier. Yeah. And like knowing that you're not going to maybe get it, I think is scarier than like, I don't know, just hoping that they like figure it out. And you're just, I mean, I think for me, I just haven't been in a space often where I get what I need. And so I overgive, I overshare. I'm all, I always tell people like, I'm great at taking care of others. Um, but I can't count on one hand how many people take care of me. Um, yeah. And once I got into my 30s, I actually, my circle changed drastically because I realized that I was the one that created this. Uh, I've had those moments too. So, and I technically don't have anxious attachment style, but the more we talk, the more I'm like, maybe I do. Maybe that quiz lied. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I moved too a lot with the attachment yeah like I think I have anxious attachment tendencies but I think I'm moving more towards secure because I'm with a secure person yeah I think Nikki when you took that you were in a secure place with your partner Mm. and I think that's probably why but I mean don't I mean I I when I took the quiz or when we took the quiz we each took it together by the way um Mm. I did it based on the last relationship I was in and when I left that relationship I was very like anxious you mm-hmm. know because like he had basically pushed me away and so I think if maybe if I had been in a better place at that time maybe mine would have been more secure yeah. you know so I think you're right I think it changes because I mean I've definitely been avoidant too mm-hmm. like I've been all of them I feel well maybe not secure yeah. ever but you know, like <laughs> it's a it's a freaky feeling to get used to um but it's it's beautiful it's a beautiful space and uh, I think my so um my TikTok followers they're like, "What's up? You don't go live on Mondays anymore. Like, what's going on?" I'm like, "I'm having to tell y'all. I'm in a healthy relationship. Don't make the fun be happening over here. We love it. We love each other. We care about each other. We respect each other. We we have relationship check-ins every two weeks. I'm not gonna come on here and tell y'all about that. That's personal. Yeah. I really have nothing else to tell y'all. <laughs> Sorry." <laughs> relationship check-in every two weeks so you just check mm-hmm. in on your relationship yeah so we decided early on that before we could enter into a relationship or to give us both ease about entering to an official relationship mm-hmm. we decided that one thing we needed to do was to check in on our relationship often so we have it on our calendar I send them a calendar invite <laughs> we have a calendar that says every two weeks we go for breakfast 
at a brunch spot that we haven't tried and we talk about our relationship. Typically, I choose like six questions or something, whether it's off TikTok, Google, it just depends on what I was inspired by that week. And that just helps us to be, and that doesn't mean you can't have a check-in in between, mm-hmm. um, but we we haven't had anything where that was pressing and needed to uh, be addressed before. Yeah, so just be mindful yeah. of the questions you ask, because okay. but is there anything that I'm doing that, um, that annoys you? And I didn't expect him to have an answer, y'all. Oh. <laughs> and I was, I was living with him for like a month because my apartment at the time, I didn't feel safe there. He told me I can come stay with him until I get my new place. So I've stayed with him for like a month and a half. And, and he was like, you know, um, he's like, yeah, there's a couple of things. <laughs> and he was like, I was like, well, do tell. Uh, and he says, well, you leave food on the counter. Um, there's water on the floor when you wash your hands and something else he said I can't remember oh I leave clothes in the living room um and he like clothes just like in the bedroom so I would have known these things he didn't act like any of these things annoyed him but like um they did and so you know at our next chicken I was like I've been trying to do better with the you know so how's that going I mean, um, at least they I, weren't, at least it wasn't like personality. I really, yeah. Jasmine. I was going to say like, I don't like your laugh. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's not going to work. No, yeah. that's like a, no. that's an actual, like, maybe we shouldn't be together. <laughs> annoying. You don't like my laugh. You don't want me to be happy in life. Cause when I, yeah. So it just, it was interesting. Cause that was the first time I asked him a question that I wasn't expecting to answer to. Mm. And uh, he definitely had an answer. I like that but, too. Yeah. That's Man. Okay. Well, I, one of the things I, I, um, I thought was interesting when I was on your TikTok was that, um, Mm -hmm. you didn't push your boyfriend, your current boyfriend, the engineer into like Mm -hmm. a relationship. Cause I think like usually like society, right. Like we all think like two or three months, like it's go time. Like, are you in or are you out? That was stressing me the hell out. Okay. TikTok was stressing me out. You probably ran across one of my videos where I was like, Y'all like, what are y'all doing? I'm like, I don't know yet. Just just back up off me. And 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 I don't know. Yeah. But my therapist really helped me. If my therapist, honestly, I would have succumbed to the stress of probably the TikTok community if my therapist hadn't have been like, no, you all are operating as if you're in a relationship. And um, we kept evaluating, like, is it still safe for you? Is it still a healthy relationship for you? Is it still, you know, okay? And um, I realized that I was continuing to get anxious after after like every three months we would have kind of like kind of the same conversation I was telling him like where I'd get like my anxious attachment tank would get like full and I'd be like okay like uh, what are we doing here and I wouldn't say it, what are we doing I'd just share like hey I'm experiencing like about not knowing like without us having a, you know status in the relationship um I'm going to feel this regardless of if, you know, so I need you. I, this is, isn't for you to take care of. I want you to know that I am still some anxiety. So he'd be like, you know, what can I do to, you know, help appease you? Da, 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 da. And the last time we had that conversation, I was like, we keep having this conversation over and over. So um, I said, what, how long are you expecting me to wait? Yeah. Um, and he says, huh, I never thought. Because he feels like we're in a relationship. Um, he's like, we act like we're in a relationship. So I don't know why I'm so scared. I needed to give him room for, for his fear, whether rational or, or irrational. 
I needed to give him time. Um, but it feels so good to be in a relationship where you know you didn't push somebody to be there. Because mm-hmm. I've had that before. Yeah, yeah I've definitely I was, done I was married too. when I was 18. Oh, I got wow. married when I was 18. And I, and I, I you want to know how I got that engagement? I was with him since I was 14. But um, maybe 15. But anywho, so I told him that I scheduled engagement pictures. And so I have to be engaged by that day. And I knew he was buying the ring. So it wasn't like total like, whoop. But like, I'm just like, okay, you done paid off my ring. Where my ring at? Wow. And I kind of always had like that lingering question, like, you know, is he here because he wants to be here? Mm -hmm. Or And so it feels so good that I don't have to question that. I love that. I know the engineer is with me because he wants to be with me. And I see that in his patterns in life. Because he doesn't do things that he doesn't want to do. And I feel more secure in the fact that I, I've i learned to respect your choice of I want to be here or I need time to figure out if I want to be here. We're so offended, I think, if people don't know if they want to spend their, the whole rest of their freaking life with us in three months. And I used to think like that made sense. But the more I date slowly, I'm like, that doesn't even make no damn sense. I don't know. I haven't seen you in all the seasons. I don't know you. You don't right. know me. And I'm thinking, you know, people are saying three months is a time for you to know if you want to be with me. Mm-mm, it's not. It's not. It's not for me. I don't blame. And there are success stories. There's success stories in every situation. Mm-hmm. But um, I prefer to be an outlier in this situation and just, I'm glad it took us 10 months. 10 months. Okay. That's when we officially became a couple. Now, did you guys ever, what, what point did you talk about just being exclusive? Oh, that was at, um, that was around two or three months. Okay. okay. Yeah, that was around two or three months. And so, and it really, it really wasn't a conversation of we're exclusive or not. It was more like, hey, um, I found that I haven't really been on this dating app because the only person I really want to talk to is you. Like, what's your, um, what's going on in your world? And he's like, yeah, I haven't been talking to anybody else either. And so we just kind of decided, like, um, there's really not a use for our dating app at that point. So we'll just we'll just be dating each other. Yeah. So okay. it's not like it's not like you guys were not. Like, it's like you weren't defining it, meaning like putting a label on it, but you at least had some security so that you felt like there. Yeah, that, and that's like one of my when, top. Uh, that's one of my top um, values is security. <laughs> Yeah, it's mine too. I feel that is like something that I feel like I haven't had in a relationship. And it's like that, it stresses me out, which is why I have like this anxious attachment. And and you try to control things. So I Mm -hmm. think, uh, yeah, I think really going back to what was really crucial for me was having a space where I could go and have those anxious attachment conversations and like have those outbursts and and say the crazy shit that I shouldn't say to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I needed to do that. Yeah. So like that I, I could be level-headed when I'm getting with him. Like I would spiral yeah. to Alex. I like to, when I spiral, I go to her first and then yes. make sure, because it's all internal for a lot of it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Have your people that can, and, and have people that, you know, really for me, um, I'm pretty, uh, people say blunt. I'm very honest. 
And so I have people in my life who can be honest with me. Do I want to hear what you got to say all the time? No, but I need you to, to let me know. And if you care about me, you'll tell me like, mm, you're tripping. We all need or maybe people. look at it this way. You and, and there's different ways you can tell somebody they're tripping. You could be like, you know, just ask, ask some questions like, well, have you thought about, you know, da, 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 da. There's ways to tell your friends mm-hmm. that they're tripping without telling them that they're tripping. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah, there's nice mm-hmm. ways to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Productive. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So you feel like this relationship you're in now is like one of the healthier ones that you've been in. Mm-hmm. As a um, as this version of myself, because mm-hmm. um, you know, grief changes you. You've experienced grief, Alex, that you yeah. shared out loud. Um, I'm not sure about you, Nick, but uh, you know, just wait your turn if you haven't already. Um, I've experienced it in different ways, but not. Yeah, so look, you know, so I, I so I'm a different version of myself now, and this version had never found healthy love yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the with my late husband, I was in a very healthy relationship, but that was my first experience with it. Um, now I'm a person that expects it. So I have the expectation of a healthy relationship and you have society telling you that they're hard to find. Um, and I'm not mocking. I just knew I wasn't going to accept anything that wasn't that. Yeah. And I have this weird theory. I have this weird theory that I'm a great person. I know there's another other great person out there looking for a great person. I just, <laughs> I just, I just have, I can't believe that's not true. Yeah. I, I just, like that. Yeah. This is one of the relationships I've been in is this version of myself. Um, who I think I'd, I'd label real, like for a long-term commitment. Um, and you know, uh, knows that you can't control much of anything. So you just kind of got to live it out. Yeah. I think that's the hardest part is not being able to control it, um, as a control freak. (laughs) Yeah. Well, life just banged my head into the the concrete multiple times. And I'm like, you know, there's just things I cannot control anymore. And so, um, well, especially when you've gone through that. Yeah. Well, I think especially when you've gone through grief, because that's like the one thing you really can't control at all. And then you don't want that to happen again. So I think that's it's a really hard thing to, like, give yourself over to again. So and it's hard to lose your person. Mm, Like, literally, that was my person. And I've learned that, oh, you can have more than one person. Um, But still, like, the engine let's be no offense to the engineer but he would not have me if my late husband was here just like he was literally you know like mm-hmm. a very great man right so um so yeah just knowing that you can love somebody else that's been kind of weird too um like oh I really love this man and that doesn't mean that I didn't really love and I that I don't currently still really love you know right Lenny yeah yeah so it's just it's a lot of weird stuff yeah I mean it sounds like the engineer though has been really great at like understanding he doesn't understand he accepts me though Mm -hmm. and and you'll find that I talk about a lot of that in my TikTok in terms of like I don't always understand the engineer's logic especially when it came to you know his fear of us making it official in terms of being a, a couple, um, 
I didn't understand his fear because I let fear fuel me, not, you know, halt. It doesn't halt for me, but it did. It made him halt. Mm -hmm. And so um, it just was accepting that person through their process, even though I don't understand. Some stuff you're just not going to understand. And some stuff I would I don't want you to try to understand. Let it be. But can you just be here while I try to figure it out? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just support you. Yeah. Yeah. So he is a great supporter. Like, for example, I run a nonprofit um, that uh, was founded in honor of my daughter. And the engineer, I told him, you know, you're dating a multifaceted woman and I need you to be at these events to, um, A, help me with your manpower because I need need your help. Um, But then B, I need you to know what the origin of my work is so that you know who you're dating. So he sat through a whole bereaved Mother's Day brunch this year. It was a three-hour event, and it was all women. And my boyfriend sat there because I told him that I needed him to see what I do. And then yesterday we had an event, and he came, and he watched football on his phone after he gave me all his manpower. And then when it was time to give me his manpower at the end of the event, he helped me. He don't understand grief in the way that I do, but he's like, my girlfriend needs me, so I'm going to be there. That's amazing. Yeah, and then I have to say that I need you. Like that was hard. Yeah, <laughs> the whole vulnerable piece. But I, here's what I found though: with the whole dating slowly and why it's a bit easier now, because once you continue to have experiences um, that are good, and you get like um, you get an indication that this is a good space, um, and that keeps happening, then you grow to expect that as opposed to the ladder of, you know, being abandoned and stuff. He's not abandoned me. So it's been a year now and he's been consistent in being transparent, um, being honest, even when it, it wasn't in his best, you know, int- it wasn't, it wasn't easy, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, showing his fears and, you know, so, and then telling me when he doesn't want to do something. Um, so since I can trust that he's consistent, then I have less anxiety to manage. That makes a lot of sense. And I want to date slowly now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm it's just hard. like. You can do it though. You can do it. You're going to need a therapist. I'm just thinking about the person that you can date slowly with is like a super emotionally mature, empathetic person like that, which is what we need. But like, that's like the, everything you're describing the engineer, I was like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he doesn't think that he has like this. He doesn't think that he's extremely self-aware. And I had to tell him, like, dude, you are. Yeah. Um, but I think he's just, I think one of his superpowers is that he's willing. So, like, I come up with all the, I have, I bought, like, this book from Five and Below, and it's, like, the book of us. And he's willing to play these weird little games with me. And he's willing to color in this coloring book with me. And he's, <laughs> and then I brought up Enneagrams. And like he's willing to listen to me to take an Enneagram test and then tell him his Enneagram. Like <laughs> he's willing. And so one of the things that really helped us um, that I think you should do with anybody that you're dating newly and it helped us to date slowly was a warning label. And so it's things that uh, your person should know about, a potential partner should know about you. Um, and so mine was more in like a letter form, but his was like in a list. And it was so helpful because on his list, he put, 
60 or like he put like 80% of the time my original reaction uh, my first direction reaction to stuff isn't how I really feel about it mm. that helped me because he's such a cat like he's such a I'll come in I'm so excited to see him I'm wagging my tail I'm so excited like hi handsome. And he's like hey but he could be really he could inside he could really be experiencing what I'm experiencing only I'm an I'm a puppy yeah so so yeah that kind of stuff really helped me and so I reference that list all the time and like he he put something on there that like made him stressed and he's like if I'm stressed about you know um whatever then I retreat I'm quieter Mm. I don't like answering phone phone calls in the car so if I sound annoyed and I answer the phone it's not it's just because I was really you know listening to my music I'm in my groove and it's silly stuff but it's stuff that would drive an anxious attachment person crazy yes we pick up on everything we do we pick up on everything <laughs> so that stuff helped me and mine was more like you know like I'm very vulnerable um I want to fall I want to fall in love you know I, I overgive. you know like I when I'm stressed like ask me have I taken my depression medicine um like just little things you should do to kind of manage me there's a warning label yeah. When did you guys do those lists? Like yeah. how we did that at like three months. Okay. okay. So after mm-hmm. like the exclusive, like you figured out, like you guys were in it. Yeah. Well, and you know, we, we thought we'd be, I think we are, we were open to being more in it. Cause at that point, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think for me, I don't think we in until we say we in it at mm-hmm. any point you can, you can say you out of here. Right. I mean, me, but you know, there's more. Let's not do all that. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. But yeah, okay. And you all know that you have a vetted interest in each other, and like you can, you're trying to really see if you want to pursue a future together. I think it's a good, and you're going to be spending a lot of time together. I think that's good. Otherwise, I, I would have taken so many things personal. Yeah. I thought, honestly, I tell people you would think that the engineer doesn't like me. Like if you just were watching our regular relationship. You would think he doesn't like me because, but I know him and I know he loves me. Mm. But that's because I know the nuances of him. Yeah. But his face value, you'd be like, oh, that's your boyfriend? Yep, sure is. And I'll say it just like that. He'll be like, yep, that's, yeah, that's her. Like, <laughs> very, it's very night and day. Very night and day. <laughs> I love that though. I mean, yeah. you guys sound adorable. We are. <laughs> we would be more adorable maybe if he let me share him online, but he's private. And that's one of the things I have to respect. He doesn't want his face online. He doesn't. Dating in the public eye. How was it yeah. finding the engineer? Like, were you doing TikToks when you started dating the engineer? Yeah. This, he, and most of my content has been around our relationship um, and just the thought process that I, the thoughts and stuff that I was experiencing while dating him. Mm-hmm. So, it caused me some stress sometimes to to date in the public eye. And I mean, 12,000 people might not be a lot to somebody else, but I've never had 12,000 followers on nothing. So 12,000 people in my business and having their opinions um, on, on content that is minutes, literally minutes of my life and recaps was a little stressful. Was, um, did he always know about it? 
oh my gosh, let me tell y'all how this man found out about it. No, he did not always know. Because originally this journey didn't even start about him. Remember, I just decided I was going to start dating slowly. I like introduced that into the world. And then here he come, the first candidate, the first and only candidate for dating slowly. So we go to Christmas for at my family's house. And um, we walk into my sister's house and my sister was like, is that the engineer? And then my cousin was like, is that the engineer? And then like people just kept calling him the engineer. I was like, is this the engineer? And so I had to take him downstairs and tell him like, you're probably really confused why people are calling you the engineer. Um, there's a TikTok world and I've been talking about us and there's a lot of people rooting for our relationship. That's what I told him. And he just says, oh, okay. That was his response. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean... he's not very, I mean, literally. And so then, then and then I'm like, well, do you want to, know I mean know about it and he's like I just like the idea of knowing that it's there (laughs) you found a good one I know what the hell I want one (laughs) they're out here I promise you just gotta well you don't just gotta do a lot of things but I think there are a couple key things that helped me to you know find what I was looking for and Mm -hmm. that's one I started to say no to things that didn't look like what I wanted Two, I really did believe that there's a good person out there for me. And I think belief doesn't have to be this long, you know, um, this thing that you have constantly. It just needs to be something that you come back to. So it's okay to have doubt. Yeah. It just needs to be something that you can come back to and, you know, anchor yourself in whenever you kind of tether off. Yeah. I've been so negative lately. So maybe I need to. And TikTok will help you be negative, girl. That's why a lot of people comment on my content like, thank you for giving me hope. Like, yeah, it's hope out here. Yeah, because I think so much of TikTok is negative. In terms of relationships, I see a lot of stuff. And people are talking about their experience. But if you if you get a if you look at it, how many people have you really um took in their content? Like you've maybe a hundred people that if you think about that. In terms of the whole world, the world is vast. Nobody out here for me. Nobody. Mm, I can't even pay me to buy that subscription. Suspicious. <laughs> that seems suspicious. Yeah, exactly. That's suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> and I just choose to believe that I'm special. I'm just like, hmm, well, I'm special. So maybe you can't find it, but I'm. Alex, we're special you, too. You have a, you, yeah. And you just keep coming back to that. We will. I mean, thank you so you much for coming on. Yes. My yes. pleasure. Come here. She ran away. Cardi, come. Um, wait, what's her name? Cardi? Cardi, like Cardi Year. C-A-R-T-I-E. Okay, okay. Cardi! So yeah, cute. She's gone. All right, um, bye, Cardi. You, this was uh, valuable. Um, so yes. valuable. wait to hear the... Um, and I'm so excited that you reached out. Me too. I definitely was I don't know I was really excited especially because I feel like I think we need to be sharing more positive stories and I like Mm -hmm. that this is like a really I think healthy way that some people can take into their dating lives so Mm -hmm. thank you so much and then on brand on brand a fat person can have it because I I mean I'm way bigger than the engineer (laughs) and one thing he always says he likes about me because I'm always commenting on my body because I think I'm so pretty and so, like, the other day we were out, and I was like, my boobs look great today. And he was like, I just love your confidence. And I'm like, oh, I just was saying the truth. Like, they look good, they look good today. 
Well, and you just got to, I mean, and nobody else going to, and you know, you got to love on yourself. Yeah, you do. Agree with that. So yeah, I think that's on brand for what I heard in terms of the mm-hmm. podcast when I was the the um the ones that I listened to. Yeah. Um it's also good to know that, you know, us beautiful, voluptuous, bigger, whatever fluffy girls you want to call us, whatever you want to call us, we can have love too. Healthy love, good love. Healthy yes. love, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So important. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Where can everybody find you on the interwebs? On TikTok, you can find me at amarie.marie, so A-Y-E, Marie, N-A-R-I-E. On it's the same Instagram, on Insta, right? Yeah, yeah. Amarie. Mm-hmm. I try to keep stuff branded. Yeah. Yeah, Marie. And if you're trying to email me or something, amarie.marie at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, thank you, Ashley Marie. At the end of- thank you. At the end of every um, episode, we say bye together. Do you want to say bye with us? You just tell me how to do it. Just say bye together. I'll just count. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Follow along with us on Instagram and TikTok at Swipe That. And if you're not a part of our private Facebook group, join that too. Just search Swipe That Podcast. And if you love us, make sure you subscribe and leave us a review.